I feel like we as men love being all in on something. In fact, I believe it's something we strive for. To be a part of a community or of movement or if you're feeling really spicy, an uprising. And a lot of times it's awesome to yearn for that. You hear it here more than anywhere else. Join a community. And I, above maybe anyone else, will wave that banner from the rooftops. But here's a completely hypothetical question. Is it possible to join a bad community? Spoiler alert, yes, it is. How about being all in on something? Is it possible to be all in on something we shouldn't be? Or, here's an even trickier question. Is it possible to be too all in on a potentially good thing? I believe the answer to these questions is a resounding yes. Now, it's been a minute since we were talking about Godless, so here's a hard turn back to the show. If you haven't finished watching the show, go do that now. Now, we've talked about Roy and Trucky's relationship quite a good bit, but we haven't really unpacked Roy and Frank's. Now, if you don't remember exactly how Roy and Frank got their relationship start, Roy was in an orphanage. He had just been abandoned by his brother, and he was really fed up with the system that he was in, and so he finally just decides he's going to leave. Now, once Roy does leave, he finds it really hard to make his way through life, and so he turns to small, petty crimes, stealing a small thing here or there. And one of his targets turns out to be Frank. Now, if you know anything about Frank, which I hope you do at this point, Frank has been a master criminal for quite a long time. And so, uh, Roy robbing Frank goes about as well as you would expect it to. Frank catches him almost instantly, and one interesting thing happens in this situation, though, in that even though Roy deserved to be punished for what he did, Frank doesn't do that. He takes him in instead. He asks him this question of, do you have a daddy son? And as weird as that question sounds, it's really profound as well, because Roy, in fact, didn't. He never had any male leadership in his life. And whether he knew it or not, this is exactly what he needed, and Frank knew it. So Frank takes Roy in and starts to raise him as his own, teaching him the ways of a, a master criminal. And it's going about as well as Roy could hope. He's, uh, he's kind of really cut out for this life. And he's really working his way up in this, for lack of a better term, organization. He has a lot of respect from Frank, and he's earned it. But some things start to rub Roy the wrong way. Something about the way Frank goes about doing these crimes just doesn't sit well with Roy, which says a lot because he's doing crime. But it's just the, the way Frank handles his business. You know, it's there's a lot of ruthlessness, which is interesting because as you get to know Frank throughout the series, he does not sound like the kind of person that would be cutthroat, but man, is he? And Roy's not okay with it. It all finally kind of comes to a head, actually at the very beginning of the series. The gang is robbing a train, and Frank is not holding anything back. They eviscerate the people on this train. Like, no survivors. And Roy decides he just can't be a part of this anymore. So he rides out. He leaves. The only life he's known since he was seven or eight. I feel like a lot of us have relationships that maybe aren't exactly like Frank and Roy's where we're not quite okay with the kind of killing it is that we're doing, but maybe the, maybe we do have some toxic relationships. I know I've had some. Maybe it's friendships. You know, maybe, maybe you're a part of a group of people that aren't doing things that you would consider quite all right or you feel like you shouldn't consider quite all right, but, you know, it's just where you are. Or maybe it's a marriage. Maybe you're, uh, maybe you're in a toxic relationship where you don't have somebody that's building you up. Maybe you have somebody that's tearing you down or 
maybe the kind of person that they are has caused you to be a person that you don't want to be. Heck, maybe you're at a job that it's just, it's wrong. It's not, it doesn't fit you. Maybe there's some ethical issues and maybe it's just not what you're meant to be doing and you know it, but you don't know where else to go and it's just sapping you of any kind of uh, energy or joy you might have in your life. There's a lot of options for this, but I feel like we can all relate to this in some way or another. And I feel like we all have that moment when we realize what's going on, that we're into something we wish we weren't. This is an important moment. What's more important, though, is to make the decision to cut it out completely. But most of the time, we don't do that. We don't make that decision, at least not all the way, not to its entirety. We make one that feels a little less dramatic, less final, less complete. Heck, even Roy did it. When Roy decides to leave Frank's gang, he rides out, and as Roy expects, Frank gives chase. Roy leads him into this canyon, and it's a dead end for him. His horse isn't quite making it. There's nowhere else to turn, so he does what he has to do. He takes a stand, shoots the horse, lays down behind it for cover, and starts going to frickin' town. He kills seven of Frank's men before they even know what's going on. Seven. This dude can frickin' shoot, man. And then he turns his sights to Frank. Now, Roy's a good shot. He just killed seven people with seven shots. He's no slouch with a rifle. So he can kill Frank if he wants to but he doesn't. Instead, he shoots him in the arm. Now, in the moment, it seems like a good call. The entire gang stops because their leader's just been shot, and that's a little bit disorienting. But Roy could have done more. He didn't do what he should have done, and that's kill Frank right there. He lets him live. Now, Roy had the courage to pull the trigger, but not in the right way. How do we as men build the courage to pull the trigger in the right way on the things we need to cut out of our lives? How do we become those type of men? One answer, I think, is we get honest. We get honest about what it's costing us or what it has cost us. Then we think about what it may cost us in the future. Here's a couple of things that I think it is going to cost us. First, it's going to cost you your honor. Maybe you're in friendships, relationships, or communities that are causing you to compromise on things that you should hold to a higher standard. Maybe instead of being at a hangar group on a Tuesday or Thursday night, you find yourself at a bar instead. Or maybe you're the kind of guy that finds himself at the gym all the time, and instead of spending time with his family, he's spending two hours a day working out. Now, we're not here to bash drinking or fitness or anything like that. We're very much okay with both of those things and actively participate in those things, but we know when there needs to be a limit. We know what that limit is because we've been on the wrong side of it, so we're here to tell you that there is a right side of it and you can be there the second thing is going to cost you is your time it's not all negative things that are going to cost you on your time oftentimes it can be things that seem really good you know culture tells us to work and make money as much as possible because that's the only way we're going to secure our family's future and we're here to say money does have its place but all that time you spent doing that stuff it's it's going to compromise somewhere else it's guaranteed it's just up to you to decide when and where that's going to happen Now, eventually, Roy has to take that shot. Spoiler alert real quick, he kills Frank, but only after it's cost countless lives and almost his own. We're here to tell you that you need to know in that moment that shooting for the arm isn't going to cut it. That's the wrong shot. And in the end, it's only going to cost you. 